Hello, hello, hello. You listen to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim, and I will play you some punk rock music from 10.01 till uh, the next show starts, probably. I'll start with a band called Uptights from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This song is called Satellite Heart.
Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the radio station CITR, and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim, and on Thursdays from 10 to 11 o'clock, I usually play you punk rock music from all over the world, and uh, to be specific, sometimes from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is exactly how I started. I started with a band called Uptights. Uh, that was a song called Satellite Heart from their uh, album called Time and Space. The reason I played for them, uh, first of all, because I like the song and I like the band, but second of all, uh, because uh, Uptights will be playing Rocket from Russia Fest fundraiser, uh, which will take place at April 19th at SBC. Uh, every summer I do a local festival which celebrates uh, local punk rock and DIY uh, music. Uh, I do, before that, I do a series of fundraising shows to help me with some upfront cost to host that festival. And uh, the first fundraiser show was last week. It went very, very successful. Thanks to everyone who came out, to all the bands who played and uh, quite a couple of quite a very significant donations. I was able to raise $930, which is a fantastic result. And uh, this will cover pretty much all the postering, all the design and all the distribution of posters and maybe something even else. So the second um, uh, fundraiser show will be uh, April th- uh, 19th at SBC. It will feature Uptights, which we just heard, Deadweed, Monsoon Moon, Gun Control and Direct Beach. So this will happen in 19, uh, April 19th. Uh, today on the show, uh, we will be celebrating Pop. Uh, they have a brand new album, which is called uh, Morbid Stuff. It will be uh, out on April 5th uh, on Rise Records. Um, um, and uh, Pop is a band from Ontario, from Toronto. They have been very, very successful. They, they have been one of my favorite recent uh, punk rock bands in the current punk rock scene. I'm really, really big fan of them. They are playing tomorrow a sold-out show at the Vice Hall. They are playing with Pew 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 and a local band called Brass. Uh, but today I will talk to Steve, uh, who plays guitar in the band a little bit later in the show, about obviously the new album and a couple of other things. Uh, but how about we start introducing ourselves to Pop's new album, like I said it's called Morbid Stuff. It will be out very, very soon, April 5th. And Pop released already a couple of songs to the internet and to the public, which would be us. And uh, how about I'll play the first single from that song. That song is all, uh, called Kids. And how about we'll introduce ourselves to the brand new album from Pop called Morbid Stuff. And Pop are playing tomorrow at the Vancouver Bridge, Columbia, Canada, sold out show at Vice Hall. This song is called Kids. <laughs>
Hello, hello, hello. This is Steve from PUP, and you are listening to Rocket from Russia on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. 
Hello, hello, hello. You listen to the radio station CITR, and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim, and I'm playing you great punk rock music on the air today. Uh, we just heard two brand new songs f- from uh, Pop. They will be playing a sold-out show tomorrow at uh, the White's Hall along with Pew 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 and a local band called Brass. Uh, we heard just two songs, two first uh, singles of the band, uh, the song called Kids and the song called Sibling Rivalry. And I currently have on the air super guitarist, the one of the best guitarists from the Pop, Steve uh, from the band called Pop. Welcome to the show, my friend, and thank you so much for calling in. Hi, Tim. How are you, man? Life is very, very great. As always, life is beautiful, and I'm happy uh, to talk to you. Yeah, I'm happy to, happy to be here. Happy to be back uh, in Vancouver. I'm very excited for, for tomorrow night. Tomorrow's going to be fun. Good venue. Um, v- obviously, great support bands and the sold-out show. This is going to be just great. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a sweaty mess, I'm sure, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, f- uh, first of all, I wanted to really to say how proud I am uh, for only your success from Topanga to performing live on Seth Meyers. I'm really genuinely happy for you, and congratulations on a well, well deserved success, my friend. Oh, thank you, man. It's been uh, it's been a pretty wild ride, but uh, you know we're all just uh, trying to take it one day at a time and and kind of make sure. Uh, Uh, make sure everyone is happy and healthy and and feeling good. Exactly, positive, positive approach. Uh, your new uh, third studio album is called Morbid Stuff. Comes out on April fifth on Rise Records. Uh, this, in my opinion, this release you establish your own sound even more. Now, when I hear a new song, um, I can say, okay, this is pop because you have the significant uh, sound style and you can really determine, okay, this is pop or somebody trying to be pop. Uh, was <laughs> there a question for you as a band when you were working on this album to find the right balance between your own pop sound and trying to uh, Uh, try something different on this album. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a big thing uh, for this record was uh, because uh, you know we had been touring so much, um, we felt like when we made Dream Is Over, we 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 wanted to spend more time mm-hmm. um, working on it, you know, writing and 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 working on things, and then also spend more time in the studio. So when we started to to work on this record, one of the big big things we we told ourselves was we were going to take actual time off. Uh, so we didn't we didn't tour for six months, which, as you know, and yeah. I'm sure probably the listeners know, is a, a really long time for us. We're used to touring all the time. Go 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 go. Um, and I think you know what that allowed for us to do was to 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 really kind of write the songs where it felt like the four of us um, had them all to a, to a point where we were we were very very satisfied from a creative standpoint. Um, and then when we went into the recording studio, we were actually able to use the recording studio as more of a creative mm-hmm. tool. So it wasn't just going in and recording the songs as we were playing them. Of course, we did that too. Um, but but after we had done that, we had lots of time in the studio to experiment nice. and to to try you know different sounds or try and add little um, codas, you know, little little instrumental sections kind of in between songs and. And I think that really allowed us to kind of, um, as you say, you know, in, in kind of developing uh, something that kind of sounds like the four of us playing together, um, we were able to kind of explore some of the more, um, the more like the, the other possibilities of what that could be. 
Nice. That sounds interesting. And when I hear stories like that one, when you spend a little bit more time um, in studio, I'm more or less curious about the role of the producer because sometimes producer becomes a member and really helps you with that, or sometimes they, t- they take the role just of the sound engineer. So when you work that, what was the role of a producer? Was there any help from them? Well, so this is a nice thing, too, is uh, Dave Schiffman, who has produced all three of, of our records. Um, so, you know, he, he's a really, really trusted person for us in the studio, um, you know, and, and he's, he's, he's worked with so many different bands over the years that, that we really, really trust him. You know, when he, when he tells us something isn't working, we, we, we believe him, you know, and, and on the flip side, when he tells us something is, is good and, and we should keep exploring it that way. Uh, we also believe him. So, so he was a, he was a really good kind of you know he knew when to step in and really be the producer as a band member, and when to also kind of step out and and only be the audio engineer and let us kind of work through things. I think I think that there's like a pretty delicate balance there. Um, nice. But when it's someone that you're comfortable with, as we are with with Dave, um, it's it, it kind of works in a really kind of interesting way. You know, he would be like, oh. That guitar tone is too harsh. We need to find something a little bit, a little bit nicer, a little bit cleaner. Or you know, that's not harsh enough. We need to make something noisier. Or you know, this isn't working today. Let's let's abandon it, not forever, but just for the next couple of hours. You know, mm-hmm. and, and just sort of keeping the creative flow kind of going and, and 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 encouraging things when he needs to be encouraged and, and calling things out and 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 putting things you know away when when they needed to be put away. It, it was really uh, really great. Yeah, it's great to hear when you have a person you trust and who has a very good understanding of the the band dynamics. Your uh, first single is called Kids, and you performed that song on, uh, like I mentioned, on Seth Meyers' show, and you filmed a video for that song. When I first was on the internet and I saw, okay, so Pop released a new video, I, my thought was exactly like this. What did they come up uh, uh, this time with? <laughs> and the reason for that, because uh, I honestly think you are right now the best punk rock band in punk rock uh, band with videos. And I'm not saying because I'm sucking up to you or because we're just talking on air and everyone can hear. No, I honestly think so, because all your videos has been pretty much masterpieces. It's interesting. It's different. It's it's new approach. Um, so it, was there a pressure when now you're shooting a video uh, it, that it has to be like a mega masterpiece because of your previous works? Well, I mean, look, again, in the same way that we've worked with Dave as a producer every for every record, um, Jeremy Shallon Ryu, who's, who's the director and, and, and um, writer of all, basically all of these music videos, is someone who, on top of being like one of the most um, unstoppably talented, creative human beings I've ever met, um, is, is you know also one of our really good friends. Mm-hmm. So so he, you know, and 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 because he's such a good friend and has been with us for you know almost as long as the four of us have been together, um, he just kind of has this understanding when he whenever we send him new music, he kind of is able to to sort of connect and 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 knows us and knows our personalities and knows who we are, and is able to kind of make that translate somehow. Um, uh, and 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 that was sort of it, like. But, you know, it's funny, Jeremy is one of those people where he's, he's so creative and so smart and talented that he's almost incapable of, like, expressing um, the idea sometimes. So, like, when we were, when he first told us the idea for the kids' music video, we were sitting on a patio drinking beer, uh, in, you know, in last summer, and... Um, and he was like, "Oh, okay, but you're going to be old, but you're going to you make you know you're going to be it's going to be in the future." And he was just kind of like, kind of just not really not making a whole lot of sense, right? <laughs> but but 
but every time we've learned, like we've learned that every time Jeremy is kind of like that with a video, with a video idea, when he's like really, really excited, we know, we know that it's going to come together, even if when we're sitting drinking beer and talking about it, it's not necessarily the most coherent thing, you know? <laughs> um, and I think that's the nice thing about kind of knowing him and, and being his, you know, him, him being one of our friends is like the, the amount of trust that we can put in him to, to have these creative ideas is, is kind of equal to the amount of trust that we have in each other to kind of, to kind of bring creative ideas to the music. You know what I mean? So it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very much like a, a like a, a partnership in that way. Um, there is, I think, some pressure <laughs> just because uh, people have really responded to the videos, but you know, ultimately we put a lot of pressure on ourselves anyway. So um, that's always going to be the case. And we kind of just, that's, uh, that's our life, man. That's what we do. <laughs> and do it very successfully. And I'll, uh, you know, listening to you, you know, you surrounded yourself with people you trust, Dave, Jeremy, like you mentioned, uh, and you're a sports guy. I think you'll, you'll get, you, this analogy will work for you because it's kind of like a sports team. Everyone sees just the, for, for example, five players on the basketball court, but there's physiotherapist, there's like, um, you know, medical stuff. There's, um, you know, people who feed them. And this is like, as equally important part of the team because the players need to be 100% ready. So this is kind of the same thing. You have those background players who may be not on the front, but who are extremely important for your overall pop yeah. as a team. Absolutely. And that, you know, that even extends to, you know, we, we are very lucky to be working with like a, a booking agent and a manager and, you know, our, our tour manager, Dan, and um, our, our, our front of house person, Julian, who actually is from Vancouver. Like, oh. We're, we, we've been really, really lucky to, to have people who, who kind of have the same values and, and work ethic and beliefs that we do. Um, uh, and you know, you can't the, the amount that we're kind of touring and, and the, the work that we want to be doing for, for the live show and everything. It's, it's been nice to kind of have a little bit of help uh, now. Yeah, yeah, Pop Raptors. How about that? Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> Another absolutely genius idea was the video for free at last. That's a completely different idea. You released the chords for the song, but not the song itself. You gave it up uh, f- uh, to interpretation for the fans. There was 253 submissions, and even my friends from the Vancouver band called Anthems, they got featured in the video. I'm very uh, happy for them. Oh, and... yeah, it was an awesome one. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another unique idea. I don't think I heard anyone do do anything like this. How did this idea came about? Uh, because this is... like. Again, like I said, the reason I'm asking is because I don't think I've ever heard anything like this. Anybody do this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it just kind of started with you know with the zine and everything. One of the ways we try and come up with with fun ideas for for the uh, for the zine is like to just kind of try and make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think Stefan said one day, "Well, what if we put the chords to the song without actually telling people how the song went?" I think that would be funny, and who knows? Maybe we could get some people to to send a couple of songs in. We never we never expected to get ten submissions, <laughs> let alone two hundred and fifty three. You know, um, and then from there it kind of snowballed. People started emailing recordings of them playing the song, and then people started emailing emailing a couple of videos to us of them playing the song. And you know, we sort of realized that this was going to be one of the singles that we wanted to to put out in advance of the record. So once we kind of realized that, we started talking about, oh, well, we should we should probably make a music video. And as we were kind of talking about that, we were getting more and more submissions. So we decided to make it public, um, just like not just in the zine, but, you know, send it out to everyone, like on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff. And um, and then, you know, started riffing about like, well, it kind of like, what if we shot it in our bedroom 
or in our jam space, you know, in, in this regard, as the same way that people are, are shooting it in their jam spaces or in their bedrooms or, you know, um, and, and we kind of made it as like a, like a, to me, it kind of reads a little bit like a love letter, um, like to our fans, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but in, also we kind of did a bunch of like goofy, you know, editing, like stuff from like crazy YouTube videos where and we put goofy things on the back of the green screen and, and, uh, you know, weird jump cuts and, and, you know, Jeremy was involved with some of the editing there too, but it just kind of, it kind of snowballed, um, uh, in, into this big ridiculous, uh, mess of a video that I think turned out way, way better than any of us even ever expected. Exactly. There are some really interesting uh, versions uh, from ska to hip hop to uh, pretty much people trying to do the actual song. I think I think it's, again, a unique, very good idea. And, you know, lots of ideas just come like that, just snowball. You have some idea, then something happens to you, add an idea, end an idea, and then ends up being a great video for the song called Free At Last. Yeah, man, there's, there's no, like... Uh... We don't have any like grand master plan. I think everything is just kind of happens flying by the, flying by the seat of our pants, and 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 things kind of work out. Yeah, uh, let's talk about something that you started uh, very very recently. Just pretty much, as I understand, on this uh, tour you're doing three dates on Western Canada. All showed out, uh, shows are sold out. Uh, tomorrow we play. You playing in Vancouver. You headlining all the shows, but Enver City, you headlining the show this year. Uh, you said to partner with a local charity. Could you please talk a little bit about this important initiative which you just started, and tell a little bit about who you'll be working with in Vancouver? Sure. Um, yeah, this is just a way that, that you know, and, and, and again, I, I, there are a lot of bands that we've toured with um, and friends of ours who have done similar work uh, like this, you know, bands like Speedy Ortiz, um, uh, Jeff Rosenstock has done a lot of stuff, um, you know, um, and it just felt like something that was the right thing to do for, for us, like uh, as a way to kind of give back. You know, we tour a lot and we spend a lot of time in... Um, in cities, but it's a very kind of focused, specific sort of thing. You know, you come in and you, you play at the venue and you you find a nice place for dinner and you have a coffee and you see your friends and, you know, you maybe go out for a drink after the ven- after the gig or you go back to the hotel and that's kind of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much like a, a kind of uh, that day is sort of the, the, the only impact that you have. So this was kind of a way of figuring out uh, to, some way to have like more impact and to you know, our, we have a, we're, we have a very like passionate and um, caring like audience at our shows, and I think any way that we can kind of encourage people to to get involved within their own community is like a really positive thing to do. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, uh, uh, I actually spoke to uh, our good friend Zach, uh, who plays in a band called The Zolas, uh-huh. um, uh, and he um, he. Put, put me on to this charity uh, in, in East Vancouver that's doing really cool work. It's um, two uh, MCs, like hip-hop performers, that are, that are running kind of a youth drop-in center. Um, it's called the Hip Hop Drop. It's in East Vancouver. Um, and so they do everything from, like, teaching kids how to, like, produce beats and to, like, like work, you know, produce their own videos and, and kind of if they want to actually make music. Um, you know, other days they, they'll just do, like, I think they was telling me that, that on Wednesdays they'll do, like, a community dinner and you can come in, and, and if you if you need to have supper or, or whatever, you can you can do that as well. So, so they're doing a lot of really important work in East Vancouver that that kind of identify that we sort of identify with. You know, um, music education was such a fundamental part of all of our lives growing up, and it's a big reason why we are in bands now. Um, and to do that for for you know a part of Vancouver that is like a historically marginalized 
um, part of the city, from what I understand. That then that you know that that just felt like a really important um, and kind of cool initiative. Yeah, good job, good job on that. Because really, like um, like you said, you're doing this important thing because it's very you know like you said the band usually come in and involving community is very important. So um, they their their that charity will be um, represented at uh, at the show. This is um, serious and important stuff. But let's finish our interview with a couple of fun uh, fun questions from uh, the listeners of the show. Okay. Um, so uh, this question is from an international listener from Australia. His name is Chris oh Chris Bosma. He tells a story when he was on tour with his band called the Smith Street Band. He said that they stayed at Nestor's parents uh, a few times and Nestor's dad uh, made them borscht. But always he was telling that his borscht is better than Steve's dad borscht. He found it uh, very, very funny that two of Pop's dads seem to be very competitive about their borscht, re- <laughs> borscht recipe. And uh, so my first question is, please defend your family's borscht because, you know, you have have to stand for that and secondly okay. how do you usually solve uh, this massive rivalry do you have like an annual pop family borscht competition and who wins okay 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 here's the thing Nestor's family makes the better borscht okay uh-huh. i'm gonna admit that <laughs> but but my dad makes the best cabbage rolls oh nice that's how we've that's how we've sorted it out so the the, the borscht is from Nestor's family and the cabbage rolls are from mine and and we we bring the two together uh and and we have a feast that's how we do it <laughs> nice so the smith street band they're also saying hi to you and wishing all the best cool uh another question from a listener from ohio his name is max stern and he didn't know um, um, who will be talking to, so he's passed a question to Stefan. He says that everyone has been bugging him to restart his early days ska band called The Scatastrophes. He says that he will restart this band on only, only one condition, if Stefan will restart his uh, ska, uh, ska band called Stop, Drop and Skank. Uh, I would encourage our good friend Max Stern to not hold his breath about any ska <laughs> reunion. <laughs> And the final question comes uh, from a listener from Alberta, where you just played uh, sold-out shows. Um, I don't know much about uh, basketball, but Timur, um, he is from Calgary, and he asked a question. What was the bigger heartbreak, uh, Demar or Wins leaving Toronto? Oh, um, wow. I, I This is crazy. I think, I think the... the the bigger heartbreak was probably DeMar DeRozan, even though that, that was something that kind of had to happen, um, in my opinion, because if you get a chance to get a player like Kawhi Leonard, like the Raptors did, um, you kind of have to do it. Um, and, you know, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan was just like an amazing uh, player for the franchise. You know, unlike Vince Carter, he actually wanted to resign and wanted to be in Toronto. Um, so I think that was a lot harder for, for the fan base. But, uh, man, Kawhi Leonard is great, and I'm really, really excited at what the Raptors are doing this year. Wonderful. Congratulations to you on that. And uh, this is all my questions. I wanted really to congratulate you on the, all the success that you have and on the sold-out shows, on the release on you in the new album. And I'm very excited to see you at the Vice Hall tomorrow. This is going to be great. Thanks, man. Uh, it, was, it was nice to talk to you and nice to catch up. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time and see you tomorrow. Okay, man. Bye. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. That was Steve uh, from Pop, and uh, they're playing, like I said, to a sold-out show tomorrow at the Vice Hall. They will be playing with two bands, uh, one band from Toronto, their good friends called Pew Pew Pew, and uh, a local band called Brass. How about we listen to those two bands and then continue on with the show? This song is called 65 Nickels by Pew 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 from their brand new album. You're listening to Rocket from Russia.
Hello, hello, you're listening to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. I just played two bands, Pew 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 and Brass, who will be opening sold out show tomorrow at the Vice Hall. Uh, Pop will be obviously headlining. And um, uh, 
Pew 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 and Brass uh, will be playing as well. The opening track of this short two-song block was called 65 Nickels, new song by Pew 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 from their new album called Optimal Lifestyles. Uh, they are from Toronto. And then we heard a band from Vancouver. From here, they called Brass. Uh, they played uh, both uh, Alberta shows with pop um, yesterday and the day before. And that was a song from the album called For Everyone, uh, which came out last, uh, last year. And that was a song called Critic. So Brass... Pew 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 and Pop are playing tomorrow at the Vice Hall. All right, let's move on to preview of another event which is happening um, this weekend, a show which is happening at SBC uh, that uh, will be on uh, Saturday, which is uh, also uh, March 30th at the same time. Uh, my friends from the band called Ubigidiat will be playing a show. Uh, they will be playing with a band called Awkward AC, not, pub- not in public, and uh, the, uh, the Sex Walkers. So those four local bands will be playing a show on Saturday. Uh, Saturday, so on Friday you can enjoy and go and see Pop, and then on Saturday you can go and see You Big Idiot. How about I'll play you a song by those bands and we'll start with You Big Idiot. This song is called Piss in a Can from their, uh, well, it's new album. Yeah, it's still new album called Mega Donair, which came out last year. You listen to Rocket from Russia, You Big Idiot playing on Saturday at SBC. This song is called Piss in a Can.
Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the radio station CITR, and I just played you three bands who will be playing a show at uh, SBC on Saturday, March 30th. Uh, the opening track was by Yubi Gidiot. Uh, that was a song called Piss in a Can from their uh, album called Mega Donaire. Then I played a song called By Not in Public. That was a song called Dead to Me. And the final track was a radio premiere by the band called Awkward They See. They're from the island from Nanaimo. And uh, that was a song called Death Rights from their new album, which is not out yet, but will be out eventually. And they just sent me the song, and I presented this um, uh, song for you on the radio. You begin it not in public, awkward AC, hard to pronounce, and a band called The Sex Walkers will be playing on Saturday, March 30th at SBC. On Saturday, March 30th, not at SBC, there's another show is happening. At, uh, this, this, uh, this event will take place at Redgate Art Society. Uh, Apollo Ghosts are back together and they're playing uh, the first Vancouver show in six years. That's what it says on the Facebook page. Uh, they just have been touring with uh, Jock Tears. Apollo Ghosts and Jock Tears did a quite an extensive run in the United States of America and they come back. This is their homecoming show. They will be playing with Pale Red and Kylie V. Apollo Ghosts, Jock Tears, Pale Red. Kylie V at the uh, Red Gates Art Society March 30th on Saturday. How about we listen to uh, uh, some uh, songs by those bands? I'm not sure if I'll be able to play all of them due to time uh, limits of the radio episode, but we'll start with Apollo Ghost. This is a super hit from their classic uh, local album called Hastings Sunrise, and the song is, uh, is called Land of the Morning Come. You listen to Rocket from Russia, Apollo Ghost playing the first show in Vancouver in six years and this is land of the morning come
Hello, hello, hello. That was weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for listening. I played you three bands, Apollo, Ghost, uh, Jock, Tears and Pale Red, which will be playing along with Kylie V. Sorry, I just didn't have time to uh, play their song on uh, this uh, episode. Uh, Apollo Ghost will be playing their first show in six years at uh, Red Gate Arts Society uh, on Saturday, March uh, 4th. And like I said, Jock, Tears, Pale Red and Kylie V. Uh, I played you op- uh, by opening go- Apollo Ghost, a song called Land of... Uh, Morning Calm, then I played Jock Tears with Not Your Sweetheart, and Pale Red with Tie the Blind Fall. This is it. Thank you so much for listening. That was Rocket from Russia. Uh, thank you so much for participating in the interview. Thank you so much for your nice feedback, and thank you for listening. Uh, pop our plane uh, tomorrow at the Vice Hall. It's going to be a sold-out show. Uh, it's going to be very, very fun, and this is going to be great. Have a wonderful weekend. There's quite a few good uh, music shows happening, uh, so you have a, a great choice. And I'll finish the show with a brand new song, which is, I assume, is Radio Premiere, because the song came yes- yesterday. I'm pretty sure this is a radio premiere uh, by the band called From Vancouver. They're called Moon, Moon Soon Moon. Uh, they released a brand new song called Never Wonder. They also will be pay- playing the uh, Rocket from Russia Fest fundraiser, which will take place on April 19th at the SBC. All the proceeds go to the Rocket from Russia Festival, which will take place this uh, July. So this is Monsoon Moon uh, with uh, the song called Never Wonder. Brand new song just came out yesterday. This is it. Have a great weekend. And this is Monsoon Moon. Bye-bye.